everybody, and welcome to episode 295 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparis. Who else is here in the magical Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves with me? Recently dissolved charity, Chris Antista. And Matthew, I prefer to think of myself more as a remaster, Alan. And joining us for the first time ever, it's special guest... Token Canadian, Nadia Oxford. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. No, We've been trying to get you on here for a while. Where might our listeners have uh, have heard of you or heard you before? Well, I uh, do the uh, Acts of the Blood God RPG podcast every week with Kat Bailey over at usgamer.net. So if you like RPGs, please listen to it. All right. It's been an exciting week. This is our last full podcast of 2018 before we go on brief hiatus and do a bunch of Game of the Year shit uh, and and then come right back the following week in January. So no actual break. (laughs) (laughs) You scared me when you said hiatus. I was like, oh, God. Well, I, you you can all go on hiatus. I have to edit next week's show. We are winding down the year with an, another small slew of new releases. But uh, before we get into the Game of the Year stuff next week, I thought it might be fun if we take a look back at some of the, the remakes that popped up in 2018. And this was originally like going to be an excuse of like, let's talk about uh, Dark Souls and, and Bayonetta. And then I realized like there are like a bunch of actual full remakes, not just remasters, but remakes yeah. of, of old mm-hmm. games that came out this year. And so maybe we should just pay attention to those and and give those it, it, some props. Was this because you you did you exclude remakes from uh, Game of the Year contention? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for for saying that because we we always say like if if a game is mentioned in our Game of the Year rundown, it has to be something that premiered this year. It can't have been like oh, it came out last year, but it came out on Switch this year, or it uh. came out in 2012, but popped up as a remaster. So. Yeah, it's it's always just current things. So this is a way to recognize things that came out this year, but also came out in previous years. Reading between the lines, this is just a cop out. There were too many remasters, and so you really just wanted to narrow the list down to remakes, absolutely didn't you? yes. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. No, I, I <laughs> completely smart. admit to that. Um, yeah, again, I played uh, Dark Souls and uh, Bayonetta, and then like when I looked at the actual list, it's like there have been so many fucking remasters, enough to make a top five, more than enough to make a top five, enough remakes to make a top mm-hmm. five, certainly. Yes. So we will get into that right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. We don't do a comic show anymore, and I don't work for a major corporation, so I don't cannot get back into the single issue business it's mm. tough right i mean especially now you know you're talking three bucks to five bucks an issue they used to have like 20 books on the pool list yeah it, mm-hmm. w- it went from something i feel like any kid could get into to like really like the price is pretty steep like it's the mm. biggest gate in entertainment right now like 10 minutes of fun for five I, bucks i think right. they realized that a lot of us who grew up with them and really fell in love with the superhero stories mm-hmm. in that era they realized that now we're older and we have a little bit more disposable income, so they're taking advantage of that market. Where's, where are they going to get the new? The new? Where, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're going to die. What the? Uh, no. Probably, what? probably pretty soon. Yeah, uh, with, with that podcaster <laughs> health insurance, right? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So you might want to start replacing the fans at some point. And you got an eleven-year-old kid right now who would love to read more comics, but sure. probably can't afford like a, a wine club fee 
on every week right. for comics. Well, no, yeah. If yeah. I if I bought the same amount of comics now that I did then, mm-hmm. I would be spending close to a hundred dollars a week. Yeah, yeah. And picking up comics for twenty five cents that are like yeah. a year old, like that's. I mean, you can pick up like fifty cent issues if you're lucky, or buck mm-hmm. issues, but they're just in whatever is in the dregs. Fifty cent had a comic. No, 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 his game yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he may have. I mean. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And we're back to talk about what? I, I hopefully... Wait, did, did Dark Souls finally come out on Switch yet? Yes. Yes, yes it did. Any of you play it? It's pretty good. Okay. But does not count for our list, yeah. because that is a remaster. Mm. This yeah. is about... Also, haven't gotten remake. as far as Blight Town on the Switch version, so I don't know how well it performs ah, yes. in comparison mm. to the, the other test. versions. That's a good test, yeah. yes. That's the, the total test. Like I, The first time I made it to Blight Town in the, the remaster, I was like, all right, I can see why everyone was saying their system like shits the bed at this point, because it's rendering an entire level. Right in front of you, it's yes. yeah. I, I you you kind of had to be there, I guess. So you're saying you might need to remake your way back to mm. Light Town. Yes, uh, good yeah. one. <laughs> sure. Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but let's just jump right in with number five. I know you guys can guess what this is based on that. that did that come oh, out? I am clueless. That came out in October. This is Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3DS. Yes. The Yeah, technically, we we went back and forth on this one. We didn't know if it was a remake or a remaster. And then I found a very helpful article online which explained why it had to be a remake. Yeah, on Eurogamer. Yeah, be, yes, yeah, sister site to US Gamer. Yes, indeed. Because of the tech, the 3DS can't do one of the things the GameCube could do, which... I think it's the transparent ghosts on on the GameCube what? version. Like the 3DS technically sort of has to do a workaround. And so yeah. it, it, the game is sort of running on completely different tech. Um, and so a lot of things look just different. Not, you know, some people are going to prefer one over the other, but it's definitely rebuilt from the ground up. Yeah, it's it's I think the that article you're mentioning referred to it as a side make. Like it's not a remake, it's not quite a demake, but it's like it's a port. Not not quite a port because this no, is an ancient a little, game. A lot of work went into it to yeah. be a port. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you have a touchscreen on the 3DS. That's true. Last time, I, I mean, I know people are still using GameCube controllers for Smash, but uh, there's no touchscreens yeah. on, on GameCube. Uh, uh, play Luigi's Mansion with a GameCube controller. You realize that's the only reason the controller exists. It's perfect for that game and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So yeah, Luigi's Mansion was just like we're building the GameCube with this in mind. Nothing else matters. Luigi's Wait, Mansion so. is the way of the future. <laughs> the 3DS isn't as powerful as a goddamn GameCube. I guess not. The 3DS version runs it in a lower resolution, but at the same time, that's just relative. Like, if you're looking at it on the 3DS screen, it still looks really, really good. Mm -hmm. It changes some aspects of the game to better work with the 3DS's technology. And the GameCube was originally, like, Nintendo uh, had been experimenting with 3D displays. And so the original idea for Luigi's Mansion was going to be, like, you're going to be able to see these rooms in 3D. And that didn't pan out, so the 3DS was their second chance to do that. Well, I, I mean, I will say, I think, I think, weirdly, Dark Moon might be one of my favorite 3DS exclusives. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And That's a great, a great game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I liked it so much because I didn't. I never loved the original Luigi's Mansion. Because uh, it's real good. 
Well, and (laughs) maybe because it had been like 10 years since the last game or something. Like, it it was so long before we got another Luigi's Mansion game. I have no affection for the original Luigi's Mansion. Really? I I feel like Luigi's Mansion for 3DS or Dark Moon had uh, so much more personality than... uh, the original for the GameCube mm-hmm. uh, game, uh, like in the first GameCube game, mm-hmm. Luigi was just like scared and not much else. But in the uh, in the 3DS game, he had a he had a ghost dog, and that added a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah. He he also was very like I think the 3DS version of the original was a little bit brighter, and uh, of course, it, yes. it brought across all of this sweet action. I love just the, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sorry, I just can't get over Ghost Dog. All I can think of is Forrest Whitaker as a <laughs> samurai. Way the samurai. <laughs> yeah. uh, another thing that the 3DS version added that the original didn't have was this guy. That is Gooigi. Uh, the <laughs> new! <laughs> the green slime second player co-op oh <laughs> creature. <laughs> the, mm. game, the game had pretty decent multiplayer when it worked. Yeah. When you were, I, I assume it's it's mainly local. So like you're, if you're playing, no, with someone it, had, else, it had online multiplayer. Oh, did it? And it was great when it worked. It when it worked, ever worked because it's Nintendo. <laughs> the Nintendo caveat when it works. When it works. Mm. Oh man. So it's like Smash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very much. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And also had this guy. <laughs> I, I don't think I can talk about Luigi's Mansion without slipping in some egad dialogue. I love egad. Screen. Yeah, yeah. I've heard him clearly say Ikaruga there. That's got to be a tease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- Ikaruga is coming to 3DS. You heard it here first. <laughs> that makes sense. Get excited, no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, this this was a really great remake. And the fact that it was on 3DS and was kind of a, a port uh, kind of puts it at, at number five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, was, it, was it doing anything really cool to take advantage of that 3D though? Because I, one of the things I loved about Dark Moon was remember the thing where you would like peek around corners and stuff in 3D mm-hmm. to try to see the ghosts or you. Right. Was there anything cool like that in this remake? Not that I encountered. It was it was really just like, hey, look, you can turn up the 3D slider and all the rooms are in 3D. There mm-hmm. are certain parts where that really comes in handy, like for example the. The ballroom early on in the game where you have to vacuum up the the dancing ghosts, like a bunch of smaller ghosts appear afterward, and they are only visible in the mirror at the back. If you turn up the 3D slider, you can kind of get a little bit more depth perception of where those are in relation to you, so... Gotcha. It makes that part a little bit easier. Yeah. Now, were you playing on new 3DS or a regular one? A uh, new one. No, so so it actually tracked your head. So the 3D actually worked for you. Yes. You, yes, you didn't yes. have to sit there and put your head in a vice grip and sit perfectly still <laughs> to see not. the 3D. <laughs> or you could just have me do that for you. I would just I, stand behind I you could. and hold your head while you're playing. Would you do that for That's Behind the have. scenes. That, that would be so nice of you. <laughs> yeah, Nadia, did you have any, any more experience with this? Uh, I actually did not get to play it. I played the original. I really liked it, and I liked Dark Moon a lot. And I meant to, to pick it up, but it's... One of those things where it's like, oh, I review games for a living, and all these beautiful games that I want to play just kind of slip me by, and that was one of them, unfortunately. I totally understand how that goes. Yeah. But anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm someone great. who hasn't charged their 3DS in about eight months. <laughs> I was going to say, the only reason I haven't played is I can't find my 3DS. I <laughs> no charged mine up mind. specifically for this, you <laughs> bunch of amateurs. Was it lying underneath your Wii U? It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have my 3DS. I uh, was actually playing Radiant Historia on it quite recently, oh, so nice. I still have mine like charged up. Awesome. Nerd cred verified. <laughs> Very much so. Speaking of nerd cred, let's move on to... Number four. 
Hey, stop staring. Haven't you guys ever seen a dragon before? You're a dragon? You got a problem with that pussycat? Yeah, pussycat. Pussycat, you pussycat. Is that Tom Kinney now? Uh, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do you, you guys know what this is? Spyro! Yes, Spyro Reignited! Which the game, I think, if we talk about what we put on an FBI watch list, because we're far too old <laughs> to be pretending I have to be not played a Spyro game. game ever, believe it or not, and I am See? huge into dragons. I had Me not too. before researching this list, so be, I, I completely missed it when, during the P- PlayStation era, because I think I played it once at a store, and I was like, this is game for Babby. Mm-hmm. And and Aww. now I'm playing it, and it's like, yes, this is still game for Babby, but it is game for sophisticated, worldly Babby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how does it stack up against, like, the Banjo-Kazooies of the world? Because it's similar eras, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, sort of. This was, like, this is sort of PlayStation's answer to Mario 64. And if you play the first Spyro, which I now have, it is very similar to Mario 64 in that, like, you just kind of, you're going through these hub worlds, and then there's, like, a bunch of little worlds that are splintering off them, and you, like, go through and, like, okay, I collected this many crystals i i freed this many dragons and i want to really accentuate like this this was a complete remake done by toys mm-hmm. for bob the creators mm-hmm. of star control and uh, many yes. others series based in marin county california by the way they, they did a phenomenal top to bottom job with it uh it looks amazing it it is designed to play the way that people remember from their childhoods but it you know wow. better than it ever actually played they redid everything from the the textures to the models to the sounds. They redubbed all the lines, so uh, you can hear. This is the original PlayStation version. Thank you for releasing me, Spyro. Free ten dragons in the artisan world. Then find the balloonist. He'll transport you to the next world. What about nasty Newark? I'm going after him. Find dragons first. That's all I can tell you. Sounds like shit, right? A little bit. The dragon's yeah. pretty cool, but Spyro's a little yeah, shithead, frankly. Little Spyro's doing a voice. <laughs> Not like this guy. Thank you for releasing me, Spyro. Free ten dragons in the artisan world, then find the balloonist. He'll transport you to the next world. What about Nasty Nork? I'm going after him. Find dragons first. That's all I can tell you. That is totally SpongeBob, by the that way. That is Tom <laughs> Kenny. That is very yeah, much SpongeBob. Yeah, because oh, wow. he, he's reprising the role because he originally played him in uh, Ripto's Rage in Year of the Dragon, uh, so he okay. came back. I'm disappointed it's not Elijah Wood playing off of mm. Gary Oldman. That's real. Look it up. He was really or, Spyro or, at one point. Wow. Yeah, or Justin Long, a... something I just discovered through researching <laughs> the Laser Time podcast, that uh, there's been a three-season Skylander show on Netflix and none of us yes. know anything really? about it. Starring Dodgeball's no, Justin Long. Indeed. Or, uh, or which, which is Tusk's? <laughs> Tusk's uh, own Tusk, Justin, Justin Long. Long. The Human Wallace. Yeah. The one thing I'm wondering about is uh, if it's Toys for Bob. I don't know how many of you have played um, any of the Skylanders games, but one thing, an, an Easter egg they threw in there that I really appreciated was they had a character who spoke like the Oars from Star Control 2, and I'm just wondering if any of those are in, are in the new uh, Spyro games. I remember the Oars. They look like little parrots. They were weird. They look like little parrotfish, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have not run into anything like that. I will say 
having dabbled in all three games now, um, I think the first one might actually be the best. Again, it has this really strong Mario 64 kind of vibe where it feels like you're exploring on your own terms and hoovering up loot, whereas 2 and 3 are just much more linear and a little bit more plot-focused, maybe. How's, yeah. the, how's the music? The music is great. You know why I ask that, don't why? you? Why? You know who composed the original music? Who? Does the name Stuart Copeland ring a bell? Not really. No. Oh, right. From the police. <laughs> the cops? <laughs> yeah. I just heard a, a cry of dismay in the background. The, no. the police's own Stuart Copeland. The guy who did the Copeland. droids theme yeah. song? And I think he actually did a new song for this game. He came in and composed, so... Trouble again. All right. Well, let's move on to. We cannot pretend to talk about Spyro for this long. We, none of us. <laughs> I'm played. not. I'm. I'm moving along. <laughs> I, I, I worked on those damn games. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> oh wait, I, I have. I have one more sound clip from the the bear money bags or money bagu, as his Wikipedia entry will tell you. He is named in Japan. <laughs> I'm getting paid a fortune to keep <laughs> Sheila the kangaroo locked up. <laughs> This pesky animal must have been causing a lot of trouble for that poor sorceress. I suppose I could accidentally let the kangaroo escape if you were to pay me, say, a small fee. Ha <laughs> ha, yes, I'm betraying you all, but you can pay me off for the privilege of freeing your friends. I'm capitalism in bear form. <laughs> <laughs> He's cuddly and terrible. Yeah, and he wears a monocle, so you know you can't really trust him. I trust the Monopoly man. <laughs> no, That's why not. you fail. <laughs> I, I wouldn't trust money, no. penny bags, whatever his no, no, name no. is. Let's move on to number three. I know. So, it's gotta be a Nintendo game. Yes. It, if if everyone one. in the world doesn't recognize half of those sounds by now, you're not trying very hard because yep. they're all featured in Pokemon Go, uh-huh. and therefore make perfect sense in Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. I played the shit out of that game. Oh my really? god. Uh, oh, I put so many hours into Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu. I just fell in love with that stupid, stupid game. Oh, whatever. You don't go with Let's Go Eevee, huh? That's fine. I get it. <laughs> Uh, that's what they they sent. No, here's what happened. Nintendo sent a review copy of like they sent four review copies to me, and I was like, "Well, what the hell do I do with all of these? I was supposed to distribute them to the rest of the play team." Play them I'm all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta play them all. Come on, on. you got to play the evil route on one of those copies. I'm like, Cat, you're getting you're getting the Eevee one because the the, the Pikachu one had Growlithe and uh, Arcanine. And oh, I was like, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm taking that one. I, She's like, fine, I don't care. I didn't even realize that they th- there were differences beyond well, that's Pikachu always, and Eevee. That's always been the thing, right? Is yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Each version has a few exclusives that it's meant to say, hey, quote-unquote, your friend should buy this so uh-huh, that you can trade. Uh-huh. Uh, and really, it was just, mom and dad, can you buy me both versions of this thing? Yeah. There's actually a, a I heard a story about some kid who had, uh, like, he had his mom buy him six copies of the game so he could have six Mewtwo's. They named them all after Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> This one's named Mr. D. That's, that's like Michael Scott running out of room on his phone with pictures, and so he buys a second phone. Like, oh, wow. oh, yeah. Uh, um, so did you play Pokemon Yellow back in the day, Nadia? 
No, but I did have Pokemon Red, and I bought it when it first came out, and I, I played that as well. So yeah. I really like going through um, Let's Go to see what they changed and what they kept. His Pokemon Yellow was sort of a remake. It was like a remaster. It was like a best of a Red and Blue, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it... Yeah. Um, Fun, a real fun fact about that in subtle 302010 plug, we have an episode for patrons at patreon.com slash laser time, and I think we discovered in the year 1998, Pokemon Yellow was the best-selling game of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I just think that's crazy, because that, that had like a staggered release after Red and Blue, didn't it? Uh, well, it yeah, was it, a it couple came years after. It came, yeah, it yeah. Came and it like doubled the sales of anything else that came out that year. Yeah. In 1998, Jesus. when we had color games. Wasn't Boys, it because it put Pikachu on the cover? Like yeah. that's yes, And I, I can see why with, with sound fidelity like this. Pikachu! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ryan Reynolds? Okay. So, um, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go is a remake of Pokemon Yellow. Like it, the the events mm-hmm. correspond almost exactly, and uh, you will run into uh, at least I ran into playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Ran into Blue a few times, who was like, "Yeah, me and Red like did a bunch of this shit years ago," and uh, basically establishing like, "No, this takes place sometime after the events of Pokemon Red and Blue. It's That's not super like a straight progressive." Up thing. He said, "Did we did this shit?" Huh? He did. He did. Man, he kids said, games now. We did this fucking <laughs> shit uh, wow. in this kids game. Wow. That you're playing now, you fucking bad. Come on, like, ESRB, do your job, you're fucking Do your job. Verbatim dialogue. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Nintendo. They're power, or it's technically Pokemon Company. They're powerful, but do your job, ESRB. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pikachu cast lightning. <laughs> that shit slams. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, I, I have a bad habit of every time I play a Pokemon game, I, I name my monsters something obscene. But I've I've mostly been hands off, except that I named my Pikachu Creepachu. So every time it pops up, it's like, oh, Creepachu needs some attention. Like, oh, okay, I mean, fine. that might as well be a real Pokemon name. You know what I mean? Like, I could yeah, totally should, see yeah. that being one of the Pikachu spinoffs. But, yeah, I think I just unlocked was, him There was Smash. an instance where I had to uh, get a video for uh, an article I was doing, and uh, I happened to find one I'm like, on YouTube, and I, uh, the only problem with it was the Pikachu was named I Farted. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, go, I farted, and I died. I, my husband's like, what's wrong with you? I, I couldn't breathe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. But yeah, again, uh, you can hear like uh, Pokemon Yellow, the original, put a big emphasis on Pikachu. <laughs> the new one puts a big emphasis on both Pikachu and Eevee, depending on which version you get. But you are treated to a delightful cutscene of them like running around your house uh, early on. Yeah. And depending on whether you pick uh, Pikachu or Eevee, you can you can dress them up in various outfits. Yes, you can. There, there's the partner play mini game where you you basically just you feed them treats and pet them. <laughs> and they make those awful noises. Yep. <laughs> my, my my Pikachu has an Ed Hardy shirt and a MAGA hat. <laughs> 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 I, I think you do have an NWO shirt. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it would be funny to dress up my Pikachu like uh, Ash and then dress my trainer like Pikachu, but then uh, you get <laughs> you get to that ship that. and you get the sailor outfits. It's like, oh, this is too goddamn cute. I can't. I can't. You not officially made a couple costume. Yes, <laughs> I totally will. Um, yeah, and the, the one sticking point for me with Let's Go is um, the controls are 
Motion control! I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, um, I will say, if you decide to go the route of uh, using one Joy-Con to control it, for God's sake, use that slidey thing that Nintendo provides to... Uh, I'd like, I, I completely ignore those. It's like, oh, God, a little strap thing. It's like the fucking condom for the Wiimote. But no, like it, it makes the Joy-Con a little bit bigger. It fits an adult hand better. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a lot more comfortable to play like that. Yep. I use those just because I can barely press the buttons if I do not have those on. The yeah, 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 yeah. So. I have the uh, the Pokeball accessory. Uh, I actually played almost entirely in handheld mode, um, so I gave the Pokeball accessory to... Uh, my husband has a Trypticon, and I just kind of... He's holding the Pokeball now. Trypticon? The Transformer? Yeah, the, the Titan Transformer. Oh, wow. I thought that it's sounded more like a medication. Fit, yeah. How did you know we all get that? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a yeah, feeling. Yeah, just a hunch. <laughs> Trypticon may cause diarrhea, heartache, uh, heartache, heartburn. Heartache and diarrhea. <laughs> Hell of a combination. <laughs> they go together so well. Oh, it's my favorite Johnny Cash song. <laughs> you know what? Leave it in. Leave that in. Yeah, I want yeah, that in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hand, like playing it in handheld mode, like that is very different in that it feels much more like the the cell phone without the swiping. Like you you just hold it up like a camera and orient it toward the Pokemon, hit a button. That is also really useful when you're facing, like, Pokemon that tend to jump around. Because if you're playing in yes. dock mode, then it's like, okay, which way do I have to swing the Joy-Con in order to hit this thing? Oh, it, it went in the complete opposite direction? Okay. Either way, Nintendo's trolling FML. you. Because yeah. you, you still look stupid. I know. <laughs> I know. I can't do either on <laughs> they the bus. They win. I, well, the, the one with the ball, though, is just mean. Like, if you have a cat or a dog, can you imagine that thing? It just thinks you're going to keep throwing this yeah, ball, yeah. and the ball Aww. just stays in your hand. Torture your dog. Torture <laughs> your dog to play Pokemon. It's the only way to win. Yeah. yeah. It, it could only be better if they put, like, a laser pointer on the ball, and then your cat would just chase it around. I agree. Let's do that. <laughs> There's our millions right yeah. there. There's Here's your idea, idea, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. It's going to need some Nintendo IP, so we're going to need to go fund me. <laughs> It's going to go great. <laughs> I think so. So what's your verdict on this, Nadia? A game of the year or a not game of the year? Uh, it's, it's one of my games of the year, really? but I'm I'm a Pokemon idiot. Oh. Uh, I Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the post-game quite a bit because uh, I... I went. I made a point of battling the Arcanine Master so I could be called the Arcanine Master. I would, then I was like, okay, I'm good. I've done everything I can in this game. Uh, there is one thing they kept from Pokemon Yellow, and I really appreciate, and that is when you check the TV, when you leave on your journey, uh, Stand By Me is playing. And that's oh. the case in both Let's Go and Pokemon Yellow. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, they kept that game of the year. Huh. I somehow that's, didn't catch uh, that. They, they just said, like, what, boys walking on a railroad track or something? Yeah, like four that? boys walking on a railroad track. Yeah. Looking for a dead body. Yeah, oh, nice. Favorite food, like cherry flavored pets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is, that is delightful. I think it says a lot that two, at least two of these games on our list. Um, I was too old for both of these when the originals came out, mm -hmm. and they're they're making our remaster list or a remake list. Yeah, dude, like, I feel real old every single goddamn oh, day. They are wonderful. Uh, I was remakes. way too old for Pokemon, but I still played it. Yeah. Same. And I have, like, no Pokemon game has ever clicked with me for more than a couple of hours, but this one kept me playing for a long time. So I, I strongly recommend it, and I actually like that they replace the randomized Pokemon battles with just, like, it's like Pokemon Go, where you're just throwing a Pokeball mm -hmm. at a thing. Because, really, isn't that the most fun part of the Pokemon battles, throwing the ball out and trying to catch the thing? 
And, and yes, and also no random encounters. No, Thank you. and there's still so many trainers. Like, yeah, no, no yes. random encounters. That's huge. That you can see the Pokemon on the map. You can run up to the one that you actually want to catch. Avoid the ones you don't. And yeah, still tons of trainers. But do you guys if have that thing? Battle. Whenever a game does that, I still have this impulse. I will fight everything on the screen. Yeah. That was me in Dragon what, Quest Eleven. It was like, oh yeah, I can see all these monsters. I must wipe them out so mm-hmm. they don't appear on my screen. You, well, the, the trainers will, will want to fight you. I swear everyone's yeah. aching for a fight in Pokemon Let's Go. Fight me, trainers. Yeah. It's fine. And and I did that. Like, uh, early on in the game, like, if you've done even a minimal amount of grinding, you will be well-equipped to beat anything. He will squash the little insect owner children yeah. and their stupid Butterfreeze so fast. Fuck those kids. I, I actually did not have a single Pokemon faint until I reached the third gym. Um. So take, take yeah, from that. Yeah, I screwed will. up with the Elite Four. Uh, but yeah, that's... So twenty eighteen's been a big year for Michael everyone. Totally, totally. I've I've discovered <laughs> my love of Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. You uh, were so proud of yourself <laughs> You were so bragging about it. I wasn't really bragging. I was talking saying the game was easy. Yeah. But okay. anyway. Pokemon's good. You know you know what else is good? Number two. <laughs> Ooh, God, that this has got to be that Fortnite game. I it is. <laughs> yeah, all the dances and shit. Majima, yeah. Majima, Majima. Majima's the best. I only realized recently that Majima like always uh, salutes uh, Kiryu as Chan. Yep, yep. I, I, like he's a ten-year-old boy. I, I actually have a sound clip of that. Kiryu-chan. <laughs> 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 yeah and if you listen like to, to the japanese like you can kind of get the gist of like yeah he's talking to kiri he always talks to kiryu majima like he's a little kid like ah kiryu chan yeah. yeah. have have any of you played project cross zone 2 for the 3ds no no because that is a, a just a cracked out most like the, the most cracked out fanfic you'll ever play in or read in your life and That's the thing with that lot. is that Majima shows up uh, in that game, and Phoenix Wright is trying to get him out of trouble, because, of course, he's in trouble with the law. Of course. And there's actually a throwaway line where Majima is talking to Axel Stone from Streets of Rage, uh-huh. and Majima's like, Oh, damn, that's some spirit. Are all the cops like you, like in Canada or wherever? <laughs> so I thought that was a great and line. And are they? Hell no. no. Too bad. Objection to your lifestyle choice. <laughs> well, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is a remake of Yakuza 2, obviously. Um, this year? Yeah, there was this this year. It came out actually mm. after Yakuza 6, and I was reading IGN's review, and they said, like, this is the best Yakuza game of the year. Better than Yakuza Better 6. Than 6 huh? Because it, it, it uh, sort of refines the, the formula. If you've played Yakuza 0 or Kiwami, like, you might be used to things operating a certain way where it's like, yeah, this is a little bit slower. I have to unlock all these skills. When I do a finishing move on somebody, it, like, switches the camera and takes control away so it feels like I've just triggered a cutscene instead of I'm actually trashing someone. This, like, all all the... Uh, the physics are part of the combat. Like, you you punch someone out, you will send them sliding six feet away on their face. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It doesn't take control away. Uh, it feels... 
like a, a somewhat streamlined version of Yakuza 6's combat, and it also adds a Majima construction like minigame and chapters that weren't in the original, uh, where you, as far as I can tell from reading reviews, recruit J- New Japan Pro Wrestler characters, like real people, mm-hmm. to your construction Beautiful. company, and then you use them to defend the equipment from incoming Yakuza. So it plays out kind of like a tower defense game, and at the end of these rounds, your characters will gather and sing the Majima Construction Anthem, which I did not realize until I was researching this. Sega actually recruited a bunch of actors and translated it and had them sing for a trailer, which uh, I'll play right now. There's a bunch more lyrics about smiles and how smiles are the cornerstone of business success. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they're Jag- beating out of them in the foreground. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Jet Jaguar's graduating. <laughs> <laughs> Jet Jaguar is graduating, Chris. I didn't know Naito and Okada had such great singing voices. Man. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's the year I fell in love with Yakuza. I'm happy yeah. to say so that. So is this the one, um, uh, all the Kiwami games are kind of remakes and so this is tied to Yakuza 2, mm-hmm. but that was the last one on PS2. So are people thinking they're going to remake 3 and, and everything that was on the PS3? or are those? God, I hope so. Yeah, Sega hasn't really made any announcements there, have they, past, past Kiwami 2? Not that I've heard. I, mean, I, would, I would hold out hope for that, just because like, I think they have more fans now than they ever did upon release. Yeah, but I, I think the reason they may... may not is I think you can buy those other ones through the PSN, right? Like yeah. I think you can play them on your PS4 right now. And you so, can't really. I don't think you can play them on PS4. Uh, well, they might. I, I mean, PS3 right. games you play on PS3, but like there's no backwards oh, compatibility. Yeah, never there, mind. Except never mind through like that. PlayStation so Now. Right. Right. Oh, that's like, that's right. PS, PS Now. now okay. So. Yeah, I just heard something like there was a reason maybe they might not do more of these, but these. Have, I think they've been pretty successful, so it would make sense if they just kept on going. Yeah. I think Yakuza 0 was kind of the the starting point. Like, it was a reboot of the Yakuza franchise. It's like, hey, dipshit Westerners, here's what you've been missing. And like, oh, yes, this is an amazing (laughs) game. And then Kiwami and Kiwami 2 have both been kind of following in those footsteps, and especially Kiwami 2. Like, another thing that it brings back is uh, it has the uh, Hostess Club, the the Cabaret Mm. Club management from Yakuza 0, uh, except this time, Kiryu's running the show. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's like an enhanced version of that. Ooh. Which, no, no, that was that was actually a really cool part. I don't know if any of you have played Yakuza 0. No, I my husband's a huge fan. I've watched him play the games, but I haven't had a chance to play them myself. And it's definitely on my to-do list. Zero and Kiwami 1 are both greatest hits now, so they're each only yeah. $20. And so I keep yeah. looking at those. Well, the, the Cabaret Club uh, managing minigame is like, it's half like Diner Dash, where you're just like managing tables and, and customers and nice. like trying to, you know, keep the money flowing. And then the other half, at least in the case of Yakuza Zero, is like you are actually like talking to your hostesses and like trying to train them to 
have conversations and uh, be, you know, eloquent. And then you, like, meddle in their lives and realize, like, oh, this one has a problem with her dad. I, we should try to fix that for her. So it's a little, <laughs> totally. it's a little weird, but it, it kind of shows this, like, sweeter side of Majima that you didn't know was there because he's always, like, this cackling Joker, Mark Hamill-voiced character. Like, ah, Kazuma, I'm going <laughs> to fuck with you now. <laughs> but, yeah. He is the mad That's dog. Absolutely. But yes, you should play Yakuza Kiwami too. But you know what you should really play? Uh, you know what? Uh, I think Sony gets a lot of credit for its exclusives this year. It's it's God of War and it's Spider-Man, but maybe not enough people have been paying attention to its Shadow of the Colossus remake. So good. Ugh. So good. I am so bad at the first at the original <laughs> game. I did not play the remake. Uh, uh, yeah. Having played and loved the original, I, w- I wasn't I didn't know what to expect with the remake. I didn't know like am I going to remember anything about this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, to use a really tired cliche, like, it was like riding a bike. It was like riding a giant Colossus bike. Yeah. Like, I just, I remembered right away, like, as soon as I encountered every boss, I, I remembered, oh, that's what you have to do to, to mm-hmm. beat this guy. And, like, to the point where I kind of breezed through the game in, in only a few hours. Yeah, same. And then there's actually a thing, too, where, like... Uh, you can get one of the unlocks if you do like basically a speed run where it's if you if you beat every boss within like two or three actual real world hours there's mm-hmm. like a trophy or something tied to it where yeah. it's like yeah what once it, you it kind remember, of rewards you for doing that a few times yeah it's like once you remember how to do it it doesn't take a long time but it's still really enjoyable to do every time i think it says a lot about this game it's like yeah no i i know everything to do here i figured out the puzzles of these bosses and yet yeah. they're still really enjoyable battles because it's like you're this tiny little guy mm-hmm. fighting these huge monstrosities yeah. it's really not that difficult you just grab the hairy part look for the glowing bit and then yeah. stab it yes yes <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just bad at that yeah i'm bad at stabbing glowing uh, bits. a couple bosses though were like there was some puzzle elements like well you have to s- stab this part so that he'll move his arm up here mm-hmm, and then you can mm-hmm. jump to the other glowy bit and... yeah a lot of those i didn't remember and yeah. so I had to sort of retrain myself, especially with the last boss. It's like I, I died on that like f- five or six times, and I was like, how the fuck did I do this on PS2? I know I did it before. Is that the lightning maze guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, what a nightmare. It's like running through the, the trenches and saving Private Ryan or something but yeah. with lightning bolts. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this game, it, it, it's yeah. weird, though, because like I, it feels like a remaster. It is well. It's a remake, but they, they really did up. remake did. the whole thing. Yeah, didn't they? yeah, from the ground up. Yeah. yeah, and they they added a couple like just just to prove it. They added a couple developer specific Easter eggs in there that you have to find. There's like a a special sword that you can locate, and I think a couple of other things that weren't in the PS2 original. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, this is a game like I had the the PS2 original, I had the PS3 remaster, and then like getting this is like this is what it always should have been. It's such a beautiful mm. experience mm-hmm. from start mm-hmm. to finish. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I didn't think it, it didn't feel like a remaster to me because I already played the remaster. Mm. That's yeah. what was weird. Yeah, when they announced this one, I was like, wait, didn't they just have one of these? Even though that was probably, what, three or four years ago? Yeah, I didn't know it was a full remake until I played it. I felt ashamed for never reading previews. Uh. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it was it, way more work than I thought they put into it, and I was still happy to give them, I think it was like 40 bucks at lunch. Yeah. Uh, 
30 yeah. or 40. Yeah, it was, yeah it was, something it like was, that. It was not a full 60. But the, the well, the remaster on PS3, uh, oddly, I think I've told this, I've said this before, but, like, that is the game that convinced me it would be a good idea to buy a 3D TV, because I, like, played it on a 3D TV, and it's like, <laughs> my God, the sense of scale is so palpable. Like, just looking up at that bridge from the beginning, it's like, this looks enormous. Like, I totally want one of these. And every other game I tried to play on the 3D TV is like, this looks like shit. I hate this so much. I can't wait for this technology to go away. Enjoy that <laughs> game and your uh, Blu-ray of Avatar. I will. I will, <laughs> God damn it! I will never watch that Blu-ray again. <laughs> where's, that th- where's that 3D TV now? Uh, I think I gave like it Steve's to Dave Rudden. And okay. got, a, got a 4K one that also does 3D, just so I wouldn't lose that, and I have not used the 3D capability once. I just want to believe Dave exclusively yeah, uses that for Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, <laughs> and he probably does. My 2D <laughs> pixel game on my 3D TV. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but or to make major league characters in WWE 2K19. <laughs> but like, like with Eco and the other... Um, I, Last Guardian, uh, this, Last this Guardian. game uses a made-up language, which uh, you can hear the hero conversing with the demon lord Dorman in. Dorman's actually giving away the ending of Panzer Dragoon Saga right there. So. <laughs> I think you gave away the ending of this game by calling him uh, Demon Lord, didn't you? Demon Lord. I mean, you you kind of well, you know that Dorman is maybe not the best person uh, or entity, whatever it is. When it that's floating voice. Yeah, it's it's a floating voice that only speaks to you after you've like dispelled a bunch of shadow creatures at the very beginning with your magic sword. And it's like, oh, you got the magic sword. What do you want? And like, uh, can you raise this one from the dead or coma or whatever she's in? Like, oh yeah, sure, go kill these colossi. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much that. You know, this was a very, very good remake. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. deserves that game yeah, deserves I, to be remade. I think we talked, we spoke at the time. Like, video games are are one of the few mediums where you can like completely remake a thing from the ground up mm-hmm. and have it. Like, they tried it with like Psycho, right? Like yeah, a shot for you, shot you remake can't do of that a movie. Shit with movies. It just it feels derivative. Whereas mm-hmm. with games, though, because so much of it is you know, as the player, you are controlling your experience. Mm-hmm. It's just basically giving you. A nice shiny new playground to do these things in again. Speaking of shiny, does that sound yeah. triggering anything? Got to focus anybody? that beam from your sword. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd, I'd sort of forgotten yeah. that about the game, and then I was like, I kind of did the one raise it up, and I went, Oh yeah, this. Thing. Yeah, this is how I knew where I was going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I really appreciate about the game. What I what I did play was how the uh, aggro the horse just felt very much like riding a real horse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's something that you've only you only see in a few games, like maybe your Red Dead Redemptions. Yeah, uh, except, where, except aggro doesn't yeah. run up against the tree and throw me fifty feet before I plummet. Yeah, or run yeah. up in front of a, a freaking carriage. And <laughs> doesn't he though? Good horse. <laughs> Fuck you, Michael. Aww. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. That is not cool. Aww. It is too not soon. Cool. <laughs> He's fine. I will trade horse that horse. Fine. I will trade that horse for that coma girl in a uh. second. <laughs> horse is fine. <laughs> you should play this game. Play this yeah, game. Please Brilliant. play Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, convince Sony that it's a good idea to make more of whatever this is. 
Um, it was the first game I can remember playing that let me. What was it? Prioritize frame rate and resolution, like dynamic. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, with yeah, the PS4 cool. Pro. Yeah, because I, th- I I think Monster Hunter you had to like make a choice and kind of stick with it or like back out to like oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. deep Wh- menus. Which one made your pro sound more like a leaf blower, and which one made it sound more like a jet <laughs> taking off? Uh, I don't remember, but it, we did stream it, so it's on YouTube.com/slash Laser Time, and you can see it happening live. It's see, I always play with headphones, so I don't really know either way. Mm. Uh, I just you, you can't hear the damage. Exactly. Being done. Diana just sits there and you know, like yeah. she just like. Comes in from the front of the house like, you running a jet plane in here? What the fuck's going on? She's snapping her knitting sticks like he's doing it again. <laughs> They're crochet All sticks. my Call of Duty oh, yeah. pre-order bonuses have melted. <laughs> <laughs> and my night vision goggles. <laughs> my Black Ops 2 drone, no. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's been our top five. Uh, thanks for listening. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we will talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1988. This week, um, I want to see if anybody, this ticks a box for anybody. Uh, Married with Children, the camping show, otherwise known as Period Peace. So Married with Children was always a controversial show. This was to be the season premiere, and the only thing the censors managed to do about it was to move it out of the premiere schedule and take away the title. The Bundys going on a camping trip mm-hmm. and trying not to invite the women, but they all come along anyway. They walk they walk in to the cabin. All the woman, women are there looking incredibly frustrated and mad. Hey, girls! Oh, no. <laughs> what is it, Al? Period, Steve. (laughs) Three of them. All three at once. What do they do? Give it to each other? (laughs) Actually, it's an interesting phenomenon that happens quite often. I read they did a study of a girls' college dormitory, and most of the women wound up menstruating at the same time. (laughs) It's actually been debunked. I and I don't think it can happen uh, over the period of a road trip. No, certainly like, not. <laughs> I actually applaud Married with Children for even talking about periods because most oh, most written, of pop culture doesn't, and more people should. It was written by two women who had read about the phenomenon. Yeah, like we should make a thing about oh. that. Uh, but the censors were very uncomfortable with it, so they they made them change the title of the show from Period Piece to The Camping Show. That's <laughs> so dumb. That's why in period commercials we still have a blue liquid <laughs> oh, like yeah. poured onto a pad. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. 
And welcome back to our final segment where we will waste no time whatsoever in diving into the increasingly small pile of this week's... Below came out this week. There uh, are still too many. Why the fuck are you releasing games <laughs> in mid-December? Yeah, Please yeah, stop yeah, releasing yeah. new games. Uh, by by Cappy. Um, yeah. Ack! Yeah, it's on uh, what Windows and Xbox, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one a Game Pass title? It was a Game Pass title. Did you pay for it? No. Like no. a chump? No. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I, I, yeah, I downloaded it through Game Pass, oh, nice. so I'm 100% sure, but... Um, it, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I did not play it enough to get a distinct uh, taste of it. It is a, it feels a little soulsy. It's apparently a roguelike uh, where you play as a top-down character who is very, very tiny on screen, and uh, the intro is about five minutes long and is a very slow zoom from the sky to the ocean to a little boat that is floating along. Uh, if you feel bored by it, feel free to skip it. Okay. Because nothing cool is going to happen. Okay. Is it like a little Final Fantasy VI? You just watch a character marching, and that was helpful. You don't even watch having... a character marching. You what? You see, like, you're, you're seeing clouds, and you're seeing an undulating mass of lights, and you don't know what it is, and very gradually you realize, like, okay, those are waves. Those are those lights are reflections on the waves. This I'm looking at the oceans as clouds go by. You will very slowly zoom in and realize, like, okay, this there's this one light in the center of the ocean. I'm going to get closer to it. Oh, it has a little wake behind it. It's a boat. We're going to very slowly zoom in on this sailboat. You're taking as long as the game is. I'm already bored. I'm sorry. No, I, we you, can't do You this. wish I was taking as long as the game. <laughs> I, no, I'm not taking as long as the game does. And eventually you realize it's a sailboat, and, and then the camera focuses on it for a while, and then you land on a beach, and your character gets out, and you're playing, and there's no Not tutorial. even a cool song like Final Fantasy VI had? Like, nothing cool to make you stick around? Other nope. Than- Maybe maybe that's the whole world map, and you should have been paying attention, and now you're fucked. Maybe. Now I don't know how to get around on this giant ocean. On this roguelike where yeah. the world map's going to change anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. It's a Souls roguelike. This is a new genre. From what I can tell. It's a Souls, yeah. Souls rogue. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Great. Can't wait. I didn't know I didn't know it was on Game Pass, so now I actually can't wait. That's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Borderlands 2 VR, which... Uh... Love Borderlands 2? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. IGN pulled their review. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you saw that. Yeah, um, a little hard to miss. Yeah, you although yet yeah, they didn't really get a lot of coverage elsewhere. But I was, you know, just kind of looking up reviews and found one from IGN because they're first. Man, they mm-hmm. got that SEO nailed down, boy. Uh, and yeah, I got to the review and it said, "Hey, sorry, we we weren't accurate with a few things about like the." Some of the comfort issues in the movement, how do you get yeah. around in that game? And so they wanted to re-review it. Apparently they'd originally given it a 3 out of 10, uh, and whereas other outlets were giving it 8. Really? Seven. So, yeah. Ooh, okay. And, yeah. Okay. I remember that's that's happened to me a couple times when I was reviewing something where I had to, like, I got to reach out to somebody else because I feel like I'm not doing this right. And I was always right every time. Of but course. That that feels... <laughs> well, but you do get that feeling sometime, like, what the fuck? What's yeah. happening here? Yeah, yeah. And then... And you, I, there's nothing to look up on the internet. There's no, yeah. hey, YouTube. Like, I, I, I'll get, I get no help. I was, I was trying to find out more about it, and I just saw a bunch of Redditors uh, complaining and saying, like, oh, this idiot didn't know how to look in the options menu. And like, okay, well... 
Wait a second. Yeah. You saw gamers enjoying schadenfreude on <laughs> Reddit? I know, right? <laughs> what? <sighs> that is truly the game of 2018. Any excuse to pull out the PlayStation VR and use it is, is hey, you yeah. know, and I love Borderlands, so why not, you know? Yeah, I'm I sure mean, it's amazing. Like, someone is at my house that, like, you haven't played uh, Astrobot. VR yet? I'm like, no, I know, I know. It's real good. It's really good. I know. I've played it. It's it's amazing. Somebody I very much trust, like, dude, it's I like it better than Mario 64. I'm like, what the fuck? That's, that can't be. There's but a I free demo you. experience. Like, at least download that and see if you're going to like it, because it yeah. gets you all the way through well, a boss. This is the state of things with how much work's going yeah. on and all this other stuff, and uh, Smash, Red Dead, and, like everybody else can go fuck off. Mm. But I'm not going to play anything else. Yeah. yeah, I do other things than just play games all night. I think you'd like Astrobot. I will say, uh, at at certain points, I'd like I realize like I'm going to hurt myself twisting around to yeah. try and see behind me because, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this yeah. could be a little better. In what that. if I sat in an office chair? Huh? Yeah, that that's a good idea. Actually, yeah. then uh, you could get tangled up in the cords. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Your, your VR headset. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. me. Strangle myself with PSVR. <laughs> my, Is my there a better way to, to strangle fall out yourself? And it tells a bad story. Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, but Borderlands VR, not Astrobot. I don't yeah, know how yeah, we get yeah. the Astrobot from Borderlands. Uh, we, that's what I want to talk about this. instead of Borderlands. <laughs> but we have played uh, Grease or Gree. It's a very artistic 2D platformer. It kind of feels like if Journey was in 2D and very lavishly rendered. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a lot of environmental puzzles that are not particularly challenging, but look really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, if if you are into a game that like just says like, okay, now you've unlocked red, and red fills the sky, and all these clouds, and now you've unlocked green, and all these vines are growing, and okay, yeah, that's it's pretty cool. What was my first question? You, asked, what did I ask you? I said, Who, who's publishing this one? Is this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this is is it Devolver or <laughs> Annapurna? Uh, like this Annapurna, is like yeah. it's like it's you just see this game and you're like, oh, that's another Annapurna joint, and yeah, then it's yeah. like you're like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, it's Devolver. And then, it's it's like, an artsy game. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an artsy game. Yeah, um, but it's it's what I've played is good, and nice. it's getting lots of plaudits from critics. Critics, so uh, yeah. Clearly recommended. Um, and then kind of, yeah, last up, this is a game that came new to PS4. So Warhammer Vermintide 2 uh, came to PS4 mm-hmm. this week. And that, that had come like out Left earlier. Left 4 Dead with Rat Creatures. Thank you. Yeah, that, that had been uh, come out earlier this year on PC and Xbox One. Uh, very good game. If you miss Left 4 Dead and wonder why they don't make those games anymore and long for co-op shooters with, like, some loot mechanics, uh, Warhammer mm-hmm. Vermintide is where it's at, and you should be playing that. Yep, Absolutely. All right, so, well, shall we move on to, uh... Biggity-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo! Well, well, come on! Biggity-boo! Did you have more to say about Vermintide? I'm a skeleton! You guys are making fun of my sophomore year of college here. I'm a scat man, by that I mean shit. Um, Everybody knows that the scat man stutters, but doesn't ever stutter when he sings. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Some like 18th century nursery rhyme? Yeah, the stutter and the scat is the same thing. I, I see. Uh, so gamesindustry.biz presented uh, the year in numbers 2018. And I found this to be a fascinating article. It's one of those fun articles with a yeah. little infographic. Tons of infographics. Um, 
I'll get, you know, I'll stay away too much from like your sales, salesy stuff and all of that. But let me just read you a few interesting stats. And now keep in mind, some of these do have a UK slant because that's where they're, they're coming out of. But um, so Red Dead Redemption 2 made $725 million in its first three days of sales. Mm-hmm. Guess how many days it took for RDR2 to outsell Red Dead Redemption? Well, I remember seeing like it, it sold more in its first week than it did in its like first eight years of... Uh... Took eight days for yeah. RDR2 to outsell That's all right. of Red Dead Redemption. Eight days to outsell Red Dead Redemption one's eight years. Yes. Yeah. Eight days. Unbelievable. So I just really quickly want to cover the most covered games because sometimes I feel like we talk about a different industry than is the actual games yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. So the number one most covered game in the year, I'll let you guys guess. I think you'll get it, though. Fortnite! That's right. Number two of... Far Cry Bag. Number two oh, of I mean, 2018. Number two most covered game of 2018. Mm, PUBG. Ooh, PUBG? Yes, and the reason I was saying 2018, that surprised me. I, I would have thought 2017 for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year I haven't seen as much of it. Number three most covered. Uh, Call of uh, Duty... Uh, Black Ops Smash. 4. Overwatch. Overwatch? Yeah. What? Why? Oh, the fucking esports horse shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we get RDR2, uh, God of War, Cod Blops 4, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, 4. RDR2. Monster Hunter World, Fallout 76, uh, Battlefield 5, Far Cry 5, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. 2015 game. <laughs> it's mm. the, not Let's Go. Go. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls Remaster, and then AC Odyssey was the 14th most covered. Wow. Here's the top 10 most viewed YouTube trailers. I want you just to count how many entries down before we, we get a release from this year. Uh, Fortnite Season 1 announced trailer. Fortnite Port-A-Fort. P- Fortnite Playground Mode available now. Fallout 76 official trailer. So the number four trailer of the year is a game from this year. God, even the trailers are free. Game of Thrones Conquest Rally the Realm was number five. Wow. I don't know what that is. Is that a mobile game? In this <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption Official Trailer 3. Uh, Clash of Clans, Hammer Jam, Clash Royale, Clan Wars is here, Fortnite Battle Pass Season 5, and Clash of Clans Town Hall 12. So out of the top ten most viewed trailers, two or three of them are games that we have talked about this year. Wow. Yeah, we're out of touch. What, what really struck me on there is like three out of five of the top downloaded, top earning, and uh, top publishers, like I have not heard of three out of five of those games in each category. Yeah. You mean you don't play Subway Surfers every single day? I've never heard of it. You don't play Fate slash Grand Order? That game, that franchise started as porn. <laughs> has so, no so you're right, saying you did play it. no right to be the second top earner in the world at more than half a billion dollars or, well yeah. you know when we have these publishers that we always talk about like voodoo outfit seven limited catch app and then game loft electronic right, arts yeah. those are the top five publishers the top three are not publishers that you would think of like yeah. that come to mind right away when you talk uh, my, game. One publisher. of my coworkers was like, "Well, I've heard of Ketchup. They do this game called Balls that I like to play." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'll download that." He's saying he likes to play with his balls. <laughs> it's like I'm a breakout that. clone. Sure, I'll play that. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then Star Citizen. Uh, guess how much they've raised so far? Um, enough to buy a small publisher. More Four than that. It's like two hundred ninety-one million. Two hundred nine million dollars raised no. wow. yeah. of a promise. Uh, yeah. So th- those are just a few of the numbers that I found very fascinating because it's like, wow, there is a lot to pay attention to that is sort of outside of our 
realm. I discussion. really hope Star Citizen is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, two hundred dollars, two hundred million dollars worth. Yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked uh, recently. Epic has their Epic Store with the eighty-eight twelve split, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, developers going to get eighty-eight percent of revenue. So Discord sees Epic's eighty-eight twelve and raises them ninety ten. So yeah, I mean, I I kind of felt like. You know, Discord made that announcement earlier this year, like, hey, we're going to do a store, it's going to be curated, and then Epic... I didn't Epic even sto- know Discord was in the software selling business. Well, Epic sto- sort of stole their thunder, because, like, Discord, their whole claim to fame, Discord has over 200 million users, right? Sure. So that's mm-hmm. a huge install base of people who have that software. Mm-hmm. And so it makes perfect sense, like, yeah, we will have a store. Now what they're saying is, devs, you're going to get 90% of that, so that, you know, Jesus. two percentage more. And so I feel like we're in, like... The great digital game store wars of 2018. That's weird, especially since Discord is like we're Slack, but for gamers. Yeah, it does. It does feel like it does feel like being 1996 all over again. <laughs> they, they're also Everybody hedging just in case, like someone else comes out and says, like, "Oh, we'll beat that." Even we'll give you, you know, we'll give you 95. percent They're like, well, "It's 90-10 for now," but we're going to look into ways to save more money, and so we could change that split if we want to. It's like I think they're talking fucking Best Buy price match. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. Like all these new game stores popping up, and I mean, it's all benefit to us, the consumer. Like a lot of them are giving away free games too. Like that's their incentive yeah. for coming and playing. And it's like, hey, take advantage. Like I'll if you just want to go with out, that, sure. Yeah, I will sign up for all of those clients and download all those free games. Not me. You couldn't get me to download like free pornography if it came with a copy of <laughs> another copy of Super Meat Boy. I don't need one of those. <laughs> Sure you do. I've got a thousand of them. I, I even have extra ones in Steam. Who wants one? Blizzard is downsizing the Heroes of the Storm team, and they've canceled all of the esports. All of the esports? All of the esports. Every oh, no. game ever. All of Every the esports. Every esports? They're all canceled. This one, if anyone had really been paying that much attention to Heroes of the Storm, which not a lot of people were, that's why this happened, but mm-hmm. you could kind of read the writing on the wall. Like, this is the game... That like you know it's Blizzard right so everything they do is supposed to be huge, and Heroes of the Storm was like yeah it was there and it was kind of like the I would say the third choice MOBA you know it was it's it's like League of Legends Dota uh-huh, fighting it sure. out and they're in well, one lane for fans of Blizzard properties because it it represented everything these are just acronyms you're throwing at me I have no <laughs> idea what any of them mean well it was weird to me it always felt like this combination of like. A MOBA with PlayStation All-Stars. It's sure. like, we're going to throw all of our Blizzard characters in this MOBA, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because the whole MOBA genre was really built on a Blizzard property. Like, you know, if you think of, like, Dota was built on Warcraft, wasn't Warcraft. it? Yep. Anyway. It was, it was a mod for Warcraft originally, wasn't it? it Defense was, of yes. the Ancients? Yeah. That's right. It's the Ancients. That's right. Yeah, the Defense of the Ancients. And so now um, the people whose game that whole genre is based out of are kind of it looks like they are eventually going to pull out of that genre. Like, basically, mm. the writing seems to be on the wall. They're no longer kind of actively supporting it. it I, they, I don't I don't think they went so far as to say, hey, this is in maintenance mode. But it really does feel like it's sort it, of why make, I read over it. I'm like, why make this post if you're not canceling the game? He's like, but, you know, the game will still be there, but we're moving devs to other teams. I'm like, this is so weird. Is this something that happens with live games like that? But I think the, the weird thing is for everyone who's been paying attention is that... Uh, Blizzard just had a game with a normal life cycle. Hmm. Yes, this is impossible. The, the post, the posts I saw on social media were tons of people who played the game and loved their time with it, but clearly weren't playing it now. And that's us- that's usually what happens. Most games don't get played for ten years; just most of Blizzard's do. And 
yeah, I, I didn't see anybody like super bummed about it because it was just kind of like, yeah, the natural life and death of a game. No, that's that's actually a great point, Chris. It's literally just a lot of games go through these life cycles, but because it's right. Blizzard, I think that's the only reason this is a shocker to mm. anyone. It's mm. like, yeah, don't waste money on hosting all this shit forever. No, those games are supposed money. to last for eternity. I and mean, the good news mm-hmm. is, when they did the announcement, they made sure to say like we're moving all those people over to other teams within the studio. So I don't think it's resulting in a layoff. But they're being punished by working on worse games because <laughs> their game didn't work. <laughs> but a lot of people are out there saying though, it kind of like. It may not be that Blizzard people lost their job, but there's a lot of people kind of attached to the esports scene of Heroes of the Storm or, like, the guys that train to play that game. They It effectively means they're sort of losing their current job, you know, because that... This is one energy drink that won't find a mid-roll violator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just it's so weird. You nailed it, though, Chris. Like, it's yeah, Blizzard has a game with a normal life cycle. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 2018's weird, man. Um, all right, so I have some Street Fighter news. You guys want the good news first or the, I wouldn't call it bad news, but weird news? Uh, let's start with the good news. Okay. Anyone here a fan of the Satsui no Hado or even know what the fuck of that course. is? Of course. What is what is the Satsui that, no Hado? That is, um, it's something to do with Akuma. It's like his secret move that powers his demonic whatever. True, but it also has to do with Ryu. It's, it's yes. the demonic power that was trying to take over Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Capcom made an announcement um, at the Capcom Cup that the new character, Kage is coming to the game. Is Ryu with horns. He is Ryu with horns. And the reason being is he is the embodiment of Satsui, of the evil of course, within Ryu. Yes. Uh, or you you could read it that way, or you could read it like, wow, what a good palette swap. Because he's basically like, here, here's Ryu's model uh-huh. um, with some horns. Yeah. He's got some rips in his skin with some cool, powerful shit showing uh-huh. through. Uh, he's got some, some flames. circuitry. He's got some flames going. Uh-huh. Got the good flames. Um, but he, what he does have is, it looks like he has a totally different moveset. He, like, he... The only way I can describe it is he looks like he's fucking fighting angry. Like, he looks mm. pissed off. Um, so here's the weird news. There are now ads in Street Fighter V. <laughs> and the way that they've implemented these ads is not great. Is it worse than YouTube, which makes me sit through two ads and then a, a certain number of banner ads as I yes. go through a, a <laughs> video? So it's funny you mention that. They actually do have pre-roll ads before the matches. Oh, my. That are advertising, like, DLC packs. Like, hey, but buy they're like they, they take place during load screen. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like well, load screen. You know. If it's something I have to sit through anyway, it's not a big deal. True. Uh, and then the that one's bad, but not, you know, whatever. The one that's sort of, though, that a lot of people are complaining about... They have actually thrown, like, sticker ads on the characters. Huh. Yeah, they basically look like Ricky Bobby. Um, <laughs> I can actually get behind that. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it, does, it, 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 it doesn't look great. It's like uh, a guy wearing, like, a bunch of Valvoline logos on his back. Yes. It looks, it looks a little garish, but it, it looks like some Like, I remember trying to pitch what was that you would be able to manipulate all those elements with whatever you wanted. Right. Which this might be a step towards that. I mean, the good news is so far it has just been promoting like their things like the Capcom Cup and the DLC packs mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's not it is, like... It is a lot, though. The, the, the yeah. Dalzim has it on the on one of the skulls around his neck and he's wearing a belt with a logo, yes. too. That one looks photoshopped. When you see like those shots, you're like, that doesn't look real. It could be worse, though. He could be like pimping Minute Maid. Yeah. Well, I, just, I, I, I meant to read more Belly. about that because I couldn't... I, I, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't see if they were saying, like, you'll get real deal advertisements in here because I don't think that has a consistent enough player base to, like, have real ads. Like, it, it would have to be part of a greater service. 
I don't think anybody in Capcom's going down and like cold calling Subway yeah, to like get in their game. You're right. You you would have to have like a sales staff that's out there selling those ads and yeah, I don't think you know just having one company doing it. So But that said, I, I hope it is. We just talked about Blizzard not having the endless resources we thought they did. I I don't know for a fact, but I pretty sure I can ballpark the annual maintenance cost on a game like Street Fighter V in the millions. And I the game still is still selling, but for at a much lower price and at a much lower rate. And so in order to keep that game supported, yeah, there's going to have to be other avenues of revenue somehow. And it's going to be costumes or it's going to be ads. And mm. I think people would complain either way. I but see. Like, avenues of revenue is my favorite Huey Lewis in the news <laughs> album. <laughs> You'll absolutely need a credit card to ride this. <laughs> I, I totally um, see your point, Chris. And yeah, yeah, I'm, but like I, I, the reality of keeping that thing live for like I, how long were people playing for? For like 10, 11 years, they're still playing it. Like that's not free. That, but to play devil's advocate here, like money. I, I totally agree with you, and I, I see that. Yeah, there are costs to run this thing. It's just Street Fighter V has had a lot of bad stories out there about it. And so the optics of this for Street Fighter V in particular, it's a little, I think it was a bit too much for the community to swallow. That's why I don't understand it. Because I don't imagine there being like real company ads in there. It would just be internal ads. And if they're just internal ads, this isn't worth it. This isn't going to generate enough revenue to like muck up the game like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, I think Capcom has since come out and I think they did some sort of like, hey... We're working on this implementation. Like, yes, we hear you. You don't like the way this looks. It might be a bit much. I mean, I'm I'm of the mind Street Fighter Street Fighter Five should be all ads and completely free. Mm. Seriously, like all ads. Sure, <laughs> and, and you, you pay to turn them off. That's, yeah, why not? That's what the game should be. Why the fuck not? Right. Yeah, it should it should have the biggest multiplayer fighting game base in the world. And the only way to do that nowadays is if you're free. We're, we're talking about Fortnite as if it's like the greatest fucking game in the world. No, it's just the most polished free game. Mm-hmm. If, if this is a test for that, and if they would have come out and said that, I think the community would have gone, been like, okay, cool. Oh, I get a cool thing for free, and all I have to do is watch some ads? Like, I'm down with yeah, that. You know, there yeah. are like geriatric men in Japan you're going to have to like explain free to play to again. And I still don't think they'll get it. But <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I think Street Fighter belongs in that universe it's, at some point. Every... The life cycle of most live games is eventually free to play, and Street Fighter's in a position where it can't really take that. So it has to find some other way to make money. And because it's not making enough money, they can't actually develop a lot of new things for it. The mm. things we justify mm. giving them more money for. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I, I understand people's reaction, but like, do you want to keep playing it? <laughs> like, it, it might have to have its own Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an interesting glimpse of the future. Patreon-funded games. Please AAA don't, games. Don't give anyone ideas. I mean, <laughs> Kickstarter was already... No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Trust me, those ideas have been around forever. Well, speaking of giving people ideas and then... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go trying with to speaking claim credit of free-to-play free games, charging you for things, or making money somehow. Yeah. Bo- you know, both segues work here. Yeah, so um, a few weeks ago we talked about... Uh, there were some artists speaking out, uh, they, namely it was like Donald Faison from Scrubs was speaking mm. out against Fortnite saying, hey, they kind of stole my dance move. Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Alfonso Rivera. Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. And Dancing with the Stars, Alfonso Rivera, is suing them along with Backpack Kid from the Katy Perry video. Uh, they are suing Epic over the Fortnite dances. And I think Two Millie did confirm is, that he is suing them as well. I think it's all... It's not a class action lawsuit, but it's like a com- right. they're they're all combining forces to to sue them together. 
which we talked at the time. The big problem here is that I don't think you can copyright a dance move. You can copyright choreography, like mm-hmm. an entire you know yeah. thing, but just one move. I don't think you can copyright. The only way Carlton's going to win this one is if Uncle Phil comes out of retirement as a judge uh, <laughs> and is working this case. Uh, I I don't know how this is going to go, just because there's no precedent for this. Yeah. Because before this, nobody could sell a dance, and right. Yeah. I mean, my, am I mistaken? Maybe there was like a doll that did like a cabbage patch or something. Well, I, I mean, this has been a part patch. of video games, and especially these live service games. Like Destiny Two has oh, dances, totally. right? They have emotes and every dances. game with an emote has the Carlton. Every game, every game. The difference yeah. is Destiny, and Destiny does technically sort of sell them. Like you have to buy that silver. Silver. And then you can yes, use silver totally to eventually buy this thing. And so it's like, it's one or two layers of abstraction. You said you can't predict how this is going to go. I can almost predict how this is going to go. Because court cases are super expensive and lawyers are super expensive. If I'm epic, I probably just settle out of court. Yeah. That'll do. Just yeah. give them like, give them a, the third of the goddamn sale. What do you need? What give do you them, need it for them, now? Like, a million dollars would be a fraction of what epic has made off yeah, of Fortnite right. at this point. Yeah, or they'll do something with some good optics. They'll be like, okay, we're going to donate some of this to charity on your behalf and probably settle for some other amount. You might and, have people yeah, who like go out of their way to create dances that you can then license. Or, or maybe they'll the, just the, this will go to court and it'll be decided like, yeah, you can't actually copyright a dance. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't think it'll go that far because that would be very costly. I could see that getting appealed and then it would get super expensive. And big companies like to just get rid of things and move on. So they, my guess will be that this, this we won't keep hearing about this. But um, it's weird. But it, it's, it's throwing money at the problem. But a couple of these guys are already pretty wealthy, so it might have to be a significant chunk. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not to, not the soapbox, but on this week's Laser Time and during our Kwanzaa episode, we did get in discussion about just the black nature of this. That this is mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm sure there was somebody like 60 years ago is like, why the hell should any of these Motown artists have residuals? Because it, this has never happened before. And I don't want to sound like that person by saying, like, dances aren't copywriting. Or you can't copyright a dance. Like, of course you can. You can copyright fucking anything. Uh, Michael Buffer won't allow anybody else to say, let's get ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that always happens to black people. And only black people. <laughs> Their shit is stolen and monetized, and they do not receive a cent. It's happened in literally every art form. And there is a big bummer that it's happening again and yep. something I'm otherwise like happy to support. Mm. So I, I I really I think you should reach out to people and license a dance. I really do. Yeah, and there's a couple stories going around, like apparently with the Donald Faison thing, like they maybe talked to some producers of Scrubs to get their kind of unofficial permission, but they never went to him. Not the same thing. No. Well, technically, he did that on Scrubs, and so, yeah. he, you know, if, if the Scrubs producers say it's okay, I think legally that would be okay, but yeah. I don't know. That's all speculation. Isn't this, isn't this, this is the same game that had uh, negotiated partnerships with fucking NFL and Thanos. If you can negotiate with the NFL, I'm pretty sure you can reach an agreement with this fucking rapper. It's not It's not going to be egregious. The NFL's the one that's going to give you the big pain in the ass. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get why there's. I don't get why they wouldn't reach some conclusion. Here I'm, because... I'm thinking of like uh, when what was it? Glee used Jonathan Colton's arrangement for right. yeah. Baby Got Back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think the only yeah, reason this right. is an issue is because Fortnite is so huge. Like it, it's totally. it, it's weird as it is to say like Destiny Two isn't huge. Mm-hmm. It's not mainstream enough for those things to really go. They weren't that noticed, you know what I mean? But, like, all of a sudden, like, Fortnite is this massive and this much in the public consciousness where, oh, no, 
people are noticing these things. Like, so yeah, maybe it will be the case. These other video games have been putting them in for years. Hate to say it, guys, but like, yeah, gaming is, it's getting mainstream enough, but like very few games like Fortnite and Minecraft go that mainstream. Like th- those games yeah. are straight up mainstream. And so I think that's why this is an <laughs> issue with this particular It game. is a medium paved with stolen shit and ripped off ideas. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was tell us a toy you remember really wanting for the holidays as a kid, but that you may or may not have received as a gift, and if it lived up to your expectations. Um, first response from VigigameApocalypse.com was from Laser Time Rules, who said, I always wanted a talk boy after seeing it in Home Alone 2. I n- My kids were home early. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I never did get one for Christmas, and I think it was released a year or two after the actual movie was released. And by then, it just didn't seem as cool. Or maybe I'm just bitter. I thought it seemed really cool. It was just, yeah. at the time, kind of expensive. Yeah. One of the more expensive things a, a kid could ask for. It's a tape recorder with a microphone. It's hugely expensive. And then all those kids later got on Xbox Live Uh and used voice modulators, and they were able to live their fantasies in their 20s and 30s. Absolutely. Suck your mom's cock. (laughs) (laughs) No, I suck your mom's cock. Yeah, I suck your mom's cock. pretty good impression of every kid I've ever played online games with. Mm. Hansel und Gretel says, well, this is embarrassing. The toy I really wanted is just this year, a Pip-Boy 2000 kit from ThinkGeek uh, slash Bethesda. My wife bought it for me for my birthday, and I'm currently building it and love it. Sure, there's more plastic than I may like, but the attention to detail is insane. For being a kid, my favorite Christmas toy I wanted and got was an original Power Rangers Megazord. I played with it until it fell apart. Ooh. That was the Voltron yeah. after Voltrons happened. <laughs> yeah. I was I was I straddled both. Yeah. Chris at nine two eight says when I was ten, I think it was the model two Sega Genesis with Sonic two included. It was a couple weeks before Christmas and I had to go to the bathroom. I snuck out and saw my dad wrapping it. The next day we were in a store and he asked if I wanted anything else, I had not previously asked for a Genesis, so I did now. He asked why, and I lied and said that it was because I saw a commercial for it. He told me I had to go tell Santa. Uh, I had stopped believing in Santa before this. Uh, he knew this. Uh, he, he told me in order to get a Genesis, I had to go tell Santa. So I did. The lap, the candy cane, the picture, the whole deal. He hung that picture where everyone could see it. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Of course, I got the Genesis, and I loved it. Oh, that would be embarrassing. I'm I'm a little put off by the the lap, the candy cane. Like, what are you trying to say here, man? Lapping a candy cane. Yeah, yeah. In Santa's lap. He's an old man. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, when, when, when is too old to be into Santa? I'm trying to remember what I, um, I got out of it. Roughly eight, I would say. Eight is too it, old. It was about eight. I, eight, eight I like, just like when I fell off uh, my, uh, my religion. I overcompensated for about a year mm. when I was unsure if I was still on board. Mm-hmm. So I remember eight way overcompensating and like, like leaving, like drawing pictures of me and my Nintendo with Santa Claus and Rudolph, wow. where my parents could see it, hoping it would melt their stupid idiot hearts. <laughs> of course, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. I think it was of all things, different strokes that ruined Santa Claus for me because. Uh, 
Like there, there was an episode where um, what was what was her name? Like the um, the class president in uh, Arnold's class, who was like, if if I get uh, voted class president, I'll get Lionel Richie to play at our school. And finally, they were like, uh, okay, where's Lionel Richie? And she's like, there is no Lionel Richie. And it's like Arnold's like, first Santa Claus, now this. I'm like, oh, oh no, shit. Santa Claus isn't real. I, got, I, I wish I could come up with a big list of those because, like, yeah. I remember my friend, my friend's older brother telling me and ruining it for me. Mm-hmm. But like, and then it was subtly confirmed throughout sitcoms. And I just want to take this opportunity to apologize to all the thirty-year-olds who are just finding out now that there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he exists if we believe in him. Don't listen to this around your kids, people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. Put a spoiler in there. Santa spoilers. Five Nights at Freddy Prince Jr. says. <laughs> I love those type of names. It's like <laughs> the portmanteau of ah, usernames. Yes. <laughs> the portmanteau username. Uh, I wrote Santa and begged my mom for a Game Boy every year since I was able to. I was born in 1983 and I don't remember when the Game Boy came out. But it probably amounted to at least a few years of annual letter writing campaigns. I used to literally dream about having one of my very own. Probably due to financial constraints at, quote, the North Pole, it never happened. In 1996, when I was finally old enough, I mowed lawns and raked leaves around the neighborhood and managed to save up enough money to walk myself down to the local Toys R Us and proudly pull myself a ticket for a Game Boy. Super Mario Land and Cutthroat Island. Wish I would have bought Mega Man instead, but Cutthroat Island was far cheaper. Uh, Buy it. There are better Ready Harlan games. (laughs) Buy it and take it home. A short while later, I also happened upon a free copy of OG Tetris. This was during the Play It Loud phase of Nintendo's adolescence, so I got myself a sleek black one, because, you know, oh so mature coolness. Hell yeah, it's mm. OG Tetris starring me, yeah. Ice-T. <laughs> Ice-T. It's Ice-T, please. Uh, <laughs> my family got a hold of my Game Boy and copy of Tetris when I wasn't playing it, and they got so into it that within a goddamn month, there was a second old-school gray Game Boy in our house. Well, that's crazy. That's kind of a good thing. <laughs> I just like that's to think that good. they had the gray Game Boy yeah. all along, and they just been hiding it from their kid. And we're like, "Oh, we can pull this out." No. I mean, I remember like uh, during that Play It Loud phase, I was still subscribing to Nintendo Power, and they had like a questionnaire about like which color Game Boy suits you, and like one was like, "What do you want for breakfast?" And like the answer was like, "I don't eat breakfast." And it's like, "Oh, you want alcohol? A, you want a black Game Boy?" Sure. It was like we vote years before we exactly, vote. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Still one of the most fun things you can do on the Wii. Sure. Uh, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Patrick McClafferty says, The toy I really remember wanting was a creepy crawler factory, or whatever that device was called. Creepy crawlers! <laughs> I was around seven or eight. Looking back on it makes me realize it was a boy's easy-bake oven. Anyway, yes. I was so happy to receive that on Christmas morning. I soon learned it was a mistake due to how much it took to set it up, how dangerous it was, and the fact that I would likely never get other molds due to price. I think I wound up getting Spider-Man ones when that 90s show aired. Uh, I think that was the last non-video game toy I ever really longed for due to the disappointment. Yeah, those things are oh, tremendously yeah. dangerous. <laughs> they were. They were. Yeah. They keep updating those, too. Easy Bake Ovens are like this thing that they just... They've had mm-hmm. to 
as light bulb technology has changed, they've ah, had yes. to think of new ways to create Easy Bake Ovens. <laughs> there are no fluorescent Easy Bake Ovens, I'm assuming. Uh, no. Mostly in, radiation in, now. LED doesn't get hot. Nope. So. <laughs> um, Connor Wade says, uh, this is going to show my age a little bit here, but back in 04, I was way into Yu-Gi-Oh! like many a nine-year-old boy at the time. Oh, fuck so you, Connor. Was... <laughs> you show your age in Yu-Gi-Oh! in 2004. In 2004, I was into Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. He could easily say, fuck you for describing, like, the 18th lead on different strokes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, that's fair. Uh, so that that's that's so that's the year's hottest gift, of course, um, was that dual disc that you put on your arm that they used in the show. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was hella pumped to use it. The problem was uh, I didn't use it uh, to its full potential because no other friend had it. So my high expectations <laughs> for a hunk of plastic were shattered. Uh, what a waste of a Christmas gift. The upside, though, is that my games that year were Ratchet Clank 2 and Shrek 2, so not a bad Christmas. Yeah, those games are the, the same. Uh, well, Shrek <laughs> 2 is actually pretty good. I'll okay. say that. Really? Yes. Did it have a fart button? Uh, no, it did not. Mm-hmm. But it was infinitely better than the first game. Um, <laughs> pretty low bar there, Michael. <laughs> I know, I know. But trust me on this one, it was good. Franzel Niekberm says, I really wanted a Super Soaker 200. Yes! It was the largest super soaker I was aware of at the time with two large bottles to fill up with water. Unfortunately, I soon learned that the more water your super soaker holds, the heavier it is. And I probably would have done a lot better with a super soaker 50. I just love the image of him like trying to lift the super soaker and not having the strength and just getting like completely drenched in a water fight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. guys, I'm a sniper now. I gotta gotta lie down. <laughs> and then cue the training montage: him with weights lifting up gallons of water as the weeks pass by until he can finally win the water fight mm-hmm. when it's winter time and too yeah. late to have water fights. I think my my I, I wanted a super soaker 100, and my dad hated getting me anything. But thankfully, I had like on two sides of me like you have like incredibly spoiled neighbors who got everything they wanted without asking. I had two of those. They were always getting tired of their shit, and I just mm-hmm. I'd, I'd get given to me. Uh, but the Super Soaker 500, do you remember how that worked? No. It's a backpack. <laughs> oh, dad, right. My, yes, I do remember this. And now. my dad's like, I, like you, he's like, you would never be able to carry that much water. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. I can do it. I want the Super Soaker 500. I remember him saying that you would never be able to you won't be mobile at all carrying six gallons of water on your back. <laughs> My dad just put a sticker that said Super Soaker 1000 on my hose, and <laughs> I just I won every water yeah. fight in the neighborhood. Uh, it is. Yeah, go over to the bird bath and fill your mouth with water. <laughs> <laughs> just spit on all your friends. What's wrong with you? You guys had a bird yeah, bath. Mosquitoes are breeding friends. in there anyway. we got to put a stop to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, slurpable the toilet water. You think you're too good for that? Come on. <laughs> uh, Leonardo Chavez says, uh, opening gifts Christmas of 91. I asked for socket poppers, uh, which were action figures. You could swap out arms, legs, and heads to make combinations of new figures. What I was gifted instead was five action figures from the Toxic Crusaders animated series. <laughs> They're gross, watch the but show, they still but... get girls. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched the show, but the figures are amazing. Each came with a secret item uh, that was a glow-in-the-dark accessory. Years later, I watched the Toxic Avenger movie. Uh, the animated show was based on 
and was shocked they made this <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that is so weird. That is one of the weirder things of the 90s. Welcome to the 80s and 90s, where yeah. Freddy Krueger is a children's hero. Absolutely, and RoboCop, too. Mm-hmm. And R-rated RoboCop movie. and Rambo. Mm-hmm. Literally RoboCop, too, oh, when he God. has the kid drug dealer in that yeah. movie. <laughs> Remember Rambo, The Force of Freedom? Like That was like the first show that my mom forbade me to watch. It's like, no, this is a damaged Vietnam mm-hmm. vet, and they make him into some kind of weird hero. Like, you're not watching this. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Christmas episode, uh, <laughs> Savage Comes to Christmas. I think Savage is the acronym name that uh, Rambo fights. And then uh-huh. he goes to see Santa, and he's like, oh, Rambo. Rambo and I go back a long time. <laughs> and then Santa goes off and like, were you running like Black Ops missions with Rambo? Hell what the yeah. fuck would the show rewrite Santa's history like this? The only episode of Rambo, Rambo was like, I remember the villain who I, I confused with Miles Mayhem from Mask in my head, but like mm. it was like this this uh, uh, Amazonian native kid who was just like, he's like, give me all your gold, kid. And the kid's like, yes, okay, it's only silly yellow metal. And like, this kid doesn't know the value of gold. Let's take him prisoner. And then Rambo has to save him. Like, <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking show. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And they made 65 episodes of it, hoping for a miracle. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the Ghostbusters yeah. was, it's not like really you know, rated our movie or anything, but that was not a kid's movie. No, or, no. Yeah. And they just made a cartoon out of Dan Aykroyd <laughs> getting a blowjob from a ghost. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> True. Uh. <laughs> You don't know that that was a blowjob. The ghost could have just been admiring uh-huh, his tidy whities uh-huh, Sure. Uh, oh, by the way, follow-up to that last comment. Uh, some dude named David Rudden replies, I used to love I socket poppers, but I forgot the name of the toy line, so thank you for solving a 26-year-old mystery for me. Also, if it's any consolation, I could never keep a set of socket poppers for more than a week without the connector part on one of the limbs breaking off. And the Toxic Crusaders toys were pretty boss, so you made out pretty well there. I'm just trying to imagine, like, owning a toy of a trauma movie. That's so weird. <laughs> it's a genuine poultry, guys. <laughs> uh, this is this is the grandma from Toxy 4 who gets run over till she shits herself yeah. after her head falls off. Like, I want a toy of that uh, scene trauma just reused in every one of their movies of a car, like, going off a ramp and exploding. <laughs> Can I get that? <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman committing insurance fraud. Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, that does sound like a pretty badass toy, I'll yeah, be honest yeah, yeah. with you. <laughs> Um, from Twitter, Triskitable says, The e-reader. I got it. It did not. It did not live up to expectations. No, I, that, the thing was a piece of shit. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's still one of the coolest dumb ideas yeah. anyone has ever had for a consumer product. Yeah, it's like, on the one hand, like, yes, it's very cool, this idea of, like, there's a device you plug into your Game Boy Advance, and you scan cards to get a game. On the other hand, it's like, you have to scan... Eight cards, two times a piece to get Donkey Kong? (laughs) Fuck that shit. And you have to, like, be machine-like in the way you scan them. It couldn't be too fast, couldn't be too slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was... uh... It was like trying to get your, like, ATM card after it's been demagnetized. It was the worst. The worst idea. Well, the best idea with the worst execution. At the illiterate one says, My family was poor, so my parents made sure that I knew as a kid that Santa wasn't real. Ouch. And they bought our presents. They told me not to ask for anything and to be appreciative of what I received. I learned quickly when I asked for Ninja Turtles. I received knockoff Ninja Frogs. Damn frogs fell apart real quick. After that, I just asked for clothes. Never disappointed (laughs) after that. I I gotta be honest with who was it up there. Uh, 
Leonardo. I'm pretty sure that's how he ended up with so many Toxic Avenger figures. They were probably <laughs> bargain binning. That's how that's how all my shit came in my house. Like mm. the least popular version of anything. Mm-hmm. That's what my mom would go for. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I remember all those knockoff, like those bootleg Ninja Turtles figures that were like sold at like fucking department stores. Like you could go into Woolworths when Woolworths still existed and and get those, and they were shit. They were absolute shit. I think it ended up defining my taste in a weird way. Because, like, what do you want for your Christmas? Ninja Turtle everything! Oh, Christmas Day comes. Open it up. Popeye? What the fuck? Popeye? <laughs> what the fuck? This isn't the same thing at all. Yeah, but it was cheaper. Yeah. And yet, you're, like, a huge fan of Popeye now. So. Mm-hmm. Dude, he punches a baby in, like, the fourth cartoon. It's <laughs> nice. <fantastic>. Nice. <laughs> As should and all he, people. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned. I got a I got a cool thing. If you want to see a violent Popeye cartoon from the past that uh, the studio doesn't want you to see, uh, we might have a way. I feel like Transformers had like twenty thousand variations of those. Like not quite Transformers. Although wasn't it, Chris? You did a show laser time. Didn't Gobots come first? Or technically? Yeah, technically, but from a similar idea, and they were, they were called all... like Machine Men or something. Yeah, they were all, they were all based on Japanese toy lines and, like, renamed and given new stories. Mm. So, like, it's difficult to say what came first because, like, I think some of them came from the same toy line. And, God, I said something about the Transformers history, and now I'm going to get a thousand fucking <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, new question of the week. Our show next week is going to be our Top 10 Games of the Year show. Goaty. So, what is your personal game of the year let us know go to vidgamepocalypse.com go to the facebook official laser time community go to twitter hit us up at vg apocalypse any of these places are a great way to let us know your personal game of the year mine are shrouded in mystery i will answer that question on next week's show yeah and a little helpful hint here if you do want to be read on the show Please don't just put the title of your game of the year. Yes. Like, put a little blurb or two Say about like, why it was your game of the year. Uh, that will increase your chances of me choosing you. Mm-hmm. Mine, as always, is anything Halo. Of course. Um, <laughs> so I think there was a board game. Halo that, that Wars 2, I think, Yeah, maybe. there's probably some Halo Wars DLC yeah. or something. Halo Wars 2 came, came to PC. Uh, yeah, that was, that's my favorite game of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I had ten of them. You yeah, listen next week. To yeah, find our, out. our games of the year will be revealed in depth next week. So uh, keep an ear out for that. I will be spending my Christmas break editing that colossal monster of a show. Yay. So uh, be prepared. And uh, anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Chris, what do people yes. need to pay attention to? The the Christmas cartoon, the Laser Time Christmas Cartoon Festival. If you like the Halloween shorts we put up for patrons, um, yeah, I'm sneaking you a bunch of stuff. Uh, Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount, old studios don't want you to see, but I made a, a nice sizzle of uh, Christmas cartoons with a live event I hosted with trivia and prizes. But it's more like just context throughout the cartoon. Try and guess which cartoon uh, wasn't seen that much because it came out the day before Pearl Harbor. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's, I don't know, if you, like, I love generic Christmases, I love, uh, I love round ball ornaments, I love light bulbs, not like the little pipsqueak kind, and I like toys that resemble balls, trains, and dolls, nothing specific. I love seeing that animated. I noticed balls coming up a lot in this conversation, is there anything you want to tell us? 
damn right they are. All yeah. boys are obsessed with their balls. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Every time I uh, beat someone in Pokemon Let's Go, it's like, you got two great balls. And like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> balls for days. I've seen, him, believe it. I've seen him do it. He just winks at the screen and goes... Like that. Yeah. Gives it a little. I yeah. do. I'm like, my balls are only two inches, and I take off my sunglasses and say, from the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> because gravity, because I'm getting old. What? <laughs> I'm old as shit. I got Michael's for different strokes reference. <laughs> That's why my balls be hanging. Oh, man. Um, and this week we have, uh, thanks to our buddy TL, a very special Laser Time Kwanzaa, where we know shit try and learn what we can about Kwanzaa. With obviously me being a little disruptive, but um, mm. yeah, it was interesting. You mean Laser Time Black Exploitation episodes own TL Foster, also of the mm-hmm. PMB Podcast Network? Yeah, dude. Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, super fun, and it's it was really nice to learn about what is importantly an American holiday. We don't have a real American holiday during the holidays, it's true. except for Kwanzaa. It might end up being the most relevant to yeah. you. I will go ahead and plug our guest who had to leave uh, yeah. because we were recording Nadia very late Oxford her time. Yeah, usgamer.net. Yeah, so check out Nadia's stuff on usgamer.net or on the Acts of the Blood God podcast, which is an excellent podcast all about RPGs. I've been on a few times during they were counting counting down their top RPGs of all time this year. They've, mm-hmm. they've done them like one a week. It's been uh, a really good countdown so far. So yeah, check out Acts of the Blood God uh, in US yeah. Gamer. I realize I, I might have made an idiot out of myself talking to Cat about that. She's like, "What are your RPG tastes?" I'm like, oh, "I like Bethesda games." It's like thinking about it later, I'm like, "Motherfucker, your tastes go back to Ultima One." I know. Yes, <laughs> I was you a little played surprised every Final you. Fantasy, you dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's wrong with You're you? The only one I know who's played more than one Star Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> You froze up, all right? You got nervous. I did. I did. I, did I choked. I, I choked. I admit it. You did. Cat and Nadia are super intimidating. Yes, they are. They know a lot about video games. <laughs> they do. All right. Well, that's been our show. Thank you for listening, everybody. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Hello, ass. Hello. Hello, ass. Hello, ass. Anymore. <laughs> Can't hear either. <laughs>